Welcome to another episode of Yogi Dave's Hobby Podcast, a podcast where I talk about tabletop RPGs, tabletop board games, tabletop war games, and everything these particular hobbies encompass, including painting and, you know, building the models and all that kind of stuff. Now, a um, couple of weeks ago, um, Article 13, the new European law, came into force, or that uh, was then came out of force, but it was voted in uh, by the European Parliament, um, and basically there's been a lot of talk about it, and you know, as you probably know, um, I've been looking at setting up my Twitch channel and doing tabletop RPGs with my new group uh, that started, uh, you have heard, or had the opportunity to hear um, the episode where we had our first adventure in Waterdeep. Um, which was entertaining as fuck um, I'm sure you will agree um, and obviously because of that article 13 and it's got to be implemented in the next two years even though the fucking clusterfuck that is Brexit might happen for real because me bot and our fucking fannies um, are doing their bestest to make the Brexiteers and all the rest of them actually fall on fucking line with her shit. Oh, I'm getting into politics. I'm, I'm going to get off it right now. Um, so, even though that's going to happen, possibly, hope not. Well, actually, at the same time I do. But there's there's different reasons for actually wanting it and not wanting it. Um, Independent bitches. Um, yeah. Um, so the, uh, I was talking to various people and I was thinking well why don't I, I have a um, setting that I've been writing for fuck knows how long um, probably about 10 or 15 years maybe longer probably the idea for it has probably been in my head from when I first started doing RPGs when I was in high school uh, and as we all know, that was 20 fucking years ago that I left high school, so it's a long fucking time. Let's just put it that way. Um, so, the, basically this idea has been in my head and, and coming out in different forms or another for quite a while. Um, so, obviously, with the advent of Article 13 and the possibility that if you put any copyrighted material on your Twitch or your YouTube or anything like that, without permission of the copyright owners, you could get your Twitch channel, YouTube channel, whatever, taken down, got rid of, you know, whatever. So, <clears throat> what won't be doing, or what, what the plan is, is, not what, what we'll be doing, what the plan is, is, over the next two years, developing my own RPG. Not just my own system, but not my own um, setting, but my own system to go with the setting. Now, obviously, as we all know, systems come and go, and not every system's going to be the a hit or anything like that, but, you know, what, what we're going to go for, or what our, my plan is to go for is start playtesting it in about six months once I've written it and got all the kinks that I think are out in about six months 
and you know have it ready for a year and a half, two years. Um, so basic idea is very much like Dungeons and Dragons, very much the like Pathfinder, very much it's very much a magic world um, fantasy setting. Um, a little bit of steampunk, not too much. So I don't know whether it's steampunk or not, but it's, there is a little bit of, of that in there with dwarfs and the gnomes. Um, they also have black powder weapons, but they're very restricted. Um, you know, bit of medieval, bit of dark ages, and a, a little bit different as there's psionics in this particular world. So if you don't know what psionics are, psionics are mind magic. So in certain settings, um, it's used as a replacement for normal magic. Um, and then other ones, you know, it works alongside the regular magic. Now, a lot of people go, oh, well, it doesn't work, or this doesn't work, or that doesn't work, or it, it's not right that you've got this here and that here, and yeah. I've heard all the um, reasons for and against psionics, but for the particular world that I play in, you know, there's parts of it where psionics are almost unheard of and parts of it where psionics are quite prevalent um, and also we have a completely psionic race um, who have disappeared into the, the annals of history or so people think um, they're just a legend um, they're the warriors that I can't actually remember off the top of my head what the, it's basically a Gaelic translation of the warriors who walk in silence. I think it's the warriors that walk in silence. It's basically the racial name, the race's name. Um, I know Gaelic, of course. I'm Scottish. It's not an, an exact translation, obviously. None of it is exact translation because I don't know Gaelic. You would think somebody is. Um, politically minded nationalist with no Gaelic but no I don't um, but yeah so there's them and then we've got your typical um, fantasy races you know your orcs and your, well orcon under a different name um, as an orcon something like that anyway um, you've got your elves You've got your dwarfs, you've got your halflings, you've got your gnomes, goblins, orcs, you know. There's there's a multitude of goblinoid races as well. Not just like your classic D D ones, which obviously are gonna have to be renamed if it's there's D D trademarks and changed so they're not exactly the same. Um obviously we can't have mind flares because um <laughs> The obvious um, mind flares or elephants are uh, what's this? A, a trademark of Dungeons and Dragons, and obviously Wizards of the Coast TSR. Um, 
So, yeah, we've got them. But there is, there is a Cthulhu-inspired um, race that actually isn't Sionic, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> the, the, the passion resemblance between Cthulhu and Elithids and that is... Because these things actually fly, look at wings. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll get past that. Um, there's an actual race that is a, a marriage of orcs and elves. So they're, they're an entire separate race. They have their own homeland and everything. Um, and you know, we've got various other um, differences between the regular um, RPG settings that you expect, like Greyhawk and these things. We've got cat people, we've got dog people, there's, there's so many so many differences that races that you know that you can play as well so um as i said i'm going to be spending the next six months or so building the system and building the racial profiles building the class profiles building some monster profiles for them to fight building some playtest adventures um what I'm going to say right now is I will make it available as an alpha for anyone who wants to try the rules out and playtest them and pass as much um, feedback as you possibly can because this, this is literally the first time I have ever um, built my own game system for an RPG. I've tried building game systems for board games and war games and stuff before and they've turned out alright but not great um, so I'm basically spending the next two months doing research when in my spare time um, of which I don't really have a huge amount right now um, with with various other things um, yeah, that, this is me being me this is me just giving myself so much work to do and, and do you know what I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to the research because I'm not sure what kind of system I'll, uh, I want to use. I did put a poll out there asking people, oh, what's your favourite, um, you know, your favourite uh, dice system? You know, D10s, D100s. What, what, tell me what it is. There was D20s and D6, D, D100 were the main ones. And then I put other. And ex explain why. Explain why people enjoy these. I mean, I like the D20 system. I like the 2D20 system. I like, um, you know, various other systems. I like D6, the Star Wars West End games D6 system. I love that system. Uh, much more than I like the fucking D20 system from Wizard of the Coast. But I'm shite. Um, shite representation of Jedi powers and stuff, anyway. Um, it was kind of the same as the Wheel of Time. That didn't work for channel. Really didn't work for channel. Um, so, what system do I, I... I have these ideas and I've got this in my head. Obviously, if I go with a 2D system, a 2D20 system, um, it's going to be me talking to Modiphius and, and having a conversation with them about whether or not 
they want to license it or, or that kind of thing or they want to make, bring me in house or, or that, that kind of thing you know I, I'm t- obviously I'm not a designer I'm not a professional I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'm winging it and that's what I do I wing things and <laughs> hope for the best and, and you know sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't winging it with my missus I had no idea what, what I was going to see her do when I started talking to her going, yeah cool 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 because we used to work together and you know I liked her pretty much from the moment I met her I love her obviously but you know what I mean um, yeah, I wing things and hope for the best right um, yeah so it, it, as I said, if it was a, if it's a two D twenty system, then obviously I'm going. That's what Diffie's. Um, what Diffie's? I can never pronounce the name properly. I actually have to get somebody from a Diffie's on the podcast and talk to them about it. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously, if I, if I got them on, then I'd be talking to them. If it was the Genesis system, the new one from Fantasy Flight. Obviously, I'd be I'd be talking to Fantasy Flight, but you know, obviously licensing uh, Genesis um, from them. Um, if it's a D twenty system, then it doesn't necessarily need to be the Wizards of the Coast one or the Open Game License one. It could be a D twenty system like myself. D six systems, D one hundred systems. You know, all these different systems. You got to look at them and go. Right, okay, which one's the best? Which one will fit the property? Like the the property. <laughs> the intellectual property. You know. which one will fill the the void the best? Which will which one will make the best system for the the setting? Now, I mean, I've played D one hundred Fantasy settings, I've played the 20 fantasy settings, I've not played the D6 fantasy settings. Um, obviously, I've not played a 2D20 fantasy setting yet. Um, but I don't know, you know, I, I need to look at it. I need to investigate as much as I possibly can right now. Um, and yeah, so as I was saying, um, once like the basic settings and everything put together, um, I'll get people and play test them, or I'll put them on a G drive, and you can get the email off. You can email me and speak to me about it, and you can play test them and everything. Um, I'll write adventures, like play test adventures, um, in the world that is. It's called Hamanchu one, by the way. That's the word. That's that's that's. That, that's <laughs> that was probably something I should have said before. I do not know where the name Hamanchiron came from. I don't know where the names for the countries came from. It just came out of my head. Um, names for the races, the ideas, and all, all these different things. Um, yeah. I think that's... I was, I was considering just talking for the entire podcast about it um, just purely because it, it's, it seems quite interesting 
Um, well, it's interesting to me right now, and it's interesting for me to hear other people's thoughts on it. Um, so, yeah. But, we're going to move on. Um, so, uh, Adepticon this week. So, uh, in America. Uh, and obviously, Games Workshop do all the reveals and stuff at all these events and stuff. Um, and they revealed the new Slaneshi figures. And there's loads of people going, oh, got to have that, got to have that, got to have that. And I was talking, if you've heard the Dan Adam podcast, you know, we, we were talking about um, honest reviewing and stuff like that, honest talk, and it's like, everyone's like, oh yeah, I really, really love this, and I really, really love this, and oh, I want to have this, and it's like, I'll look at them, and I'm like, nothing pulls at me, that makes me want to go out and spend money on these things, it really doesn't, it's like, uh, it looks alright, meh, but that's maybe just because I'm not a big Chaos player, never have been, all the Chaos figures I've got are the um, Plague Marines for all the Chaos stuff for um, um, the Conquest box set. Everything else has always been, yeah, not my thing. Never been a Chaos player. Always been a loyal servant of the Emperor for years. Um, but, you know. Do, do, do. The, the, the conversation me and Dan had and I'm not sure whether or not I've talked about it um, on the podcast because I don't go back and listen to them after I've edited them and posted them <laughs> I'm like well it's done it's in, it's in it's in the ether there's nothing I can do about it now because um, I don't I try not to edit myself um, when I'm talking I don't mind when people ask me to edit stuff out because they don't want to talk about it or they don't want it talked about. Um, but, yeah, it's like, me and, Dan, me and Dan obviously talked about how, you know, every time you look at a 40k um, review, it's always, oh, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome, these figures are great, these figures are great. But you don't, it's like, well, You've spent 20 minutes telling me this is awesome, that's awesome, this is awesome. It's like, what's not awesome about it? You haven't spent any... I mean, he watched one of the Shadow Spear reviews. And I've not seen it myself. But basically, it was like 30 seconds a minute on the campaign. It's like, well... That's a fucking major part of the bloody box set. Why are you not talking about the campaign? Eh? That's weird. And also, you know, the thing with that box set is old, which the vast majority of people that I've seen that bought it, uh, bought it um, because they were splitting it with somebody else. And it's like, uh, weird, weird, weird. What, why would you do that? Um, but, you know, I don't, I honestly don't get it. Why you don't get honest reviews. I've done a review video of um, the Infinity Rover, and all the Infinity Rover are not new, 
but they were new to me. And Infinity figures were new to me. Now, <clears throat> the thing is, I, I've been honest about it. It's like, I love the sculpts. Brilliant figures. They're going to be awesome when they're painted. But they're a pain in the fucking ass to put together. That's the kind of review I want to see. I don't want... I don't mind the enthusiasm. I love the enthusiasm. You can hear it when I talk about things. I'm passionate about the hobby. And these people are obviously passionate about the hobby. But... When you hear them talk in reviews, but especially Games Workshop stuff, for the most part, it's not a fucking honest review. The people are shouting about them and going, you've got to go buy this, you go buy this, you go buy this, because they're getting this stuff for free. Because you, it's always before it comes out. It's always somebody that's a reviewer and they've got it for free from Games Workshop and they love getting all these free stuff all this free stuff and they review it for Games Workshop and they're like yes 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 I'm getting all this stuff and they're getting it for free so of course they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them unless they're me I it's the integrity thing that I don't get I don't understand why you don't just go I love this bit, I love that bit I don't love this fucking bit Honest You would think Games Workshop would want honest reviews I mean Games Workshop are they're big boys and girls um, and they all work hard we all work hard you would honestly think they would want people to buy the stuff and shell the stuff I suppose is the word for it with honest reviews because people are going to go back and go I bought this, it's not actually that fucking good um, why have I bought it? because I watched this review well what, what happened with this person? did they buy it themselves or did they get it for free or you know that's the thing a lot of and it doesn't happen to everyone I'm not saying it happens to everyone because there are some people that are honest reviewers they tell you how it is um, and they explain why they like things and why they don't like things that's fine I don't have an issue with that that's great and they continue to be that way even when they get free stuff sometimes they don't get free stuff for long but it still happens you know they still keep that honest integrity and that's fine it's the people that when they first start out and everyone listens to their reviews and they go right okay tell me how it is they get stuff for free and they shell for the company and that's fine if you honestly believe that there's nothing wrong with an item then that's fine but everything has its fucking flaws Every set of rules has its flaws. Every figure has its flaws. Every every anything paints have flaws. You know, brushes have flaws. Your brushes have flaws. Glues have flaws. You know, materials have flaws. I use the looks APS stuff. I love the looks APS stuff. I've been using the foam flop for as long as I've been doing it to me. 
Summit is great. Summit is awesome. <laughs> Summit is a pain in the ass. Honest feedback. I was doing some boards last week. Um, using the phone. Not last week, the week before. Because like this. No, no, actually a couple of weeks ago. Now that I think about it. Um, and the foam wasn't hardening. It wasn't hardening. And I real, I mean, this isn't my fault. Not this is my fault. A little bit. I didn't use enough uh, fairy liquid in the mix. But there was fairy liquid in it. So it wasn't absorbing the mix to make it hard enough. So I was spraying more than, a, more than what I was expecting. Now, this this is slightly my fault, but it, the other other the the other side of it at the same time, it wasn't absorbing as much as it should be absorbing, and I don't know whether or not that's because I wasn't doing it right. So I'm going to continue to try and do different things, but I'm going to tell you. When I fuck, when things fuck up, it's not necessarily the foam's fault. It might, it's entirely possible that it was my fault. Entirely fucking likely it was my fault. But I'm gonna be honest about it. If things don't work the way that they're meant to work, I'm gonna be like, well, it didn't work as the way it's meant to work. That's my honest. That's feedback from me. It's honest. I don't know if it was my fault. I don't know if it was the phone's fault. But I'm going to be honest about it. And I know if I went to look and said to him, listen, love your stuff, this happened, he'd probably go, well, we'll figure it out together. Because that's the kind of guy he is. He's like, if my product isn't working properly, I want to fucking know. Um, and try and work with you with I mean, obviously, it's not going to give you free shit because well, you've you bought it and stuff. And it is probably my fucking fault that it wasn't working properly. Um, probably not his fault. Probably not the material's fault. But I know from experience with him, customer service is key. With him. Um, you know, I've had um, shipments that went missing. Do you know who the first person on the fucking phone to me was? Look. He was like, oh, I hear you having problems. He was getting ready to go away on holiday. It was literally two days before he was going on holiday. And he was still mindset of customer service, trying to make sure that the customer is happy. But at the same time, if it's not his fault, then he shouldn't be having to fork out extra money on it and uh, all the rest of that kind of thing. But, as I said, <coughs> if it was his product's fault, I'm pretty sure he'd have been like, right, okay, well, we'll, we'll replace that with another batch or replace it with this or we'll try this with it rather than that. You know, and you would think Games Workshop would want that. You would think Games Workshop would be like, well, 
we want honest reviewers. We want people to be honest with us about our products and tell us what we think. Maybe not. Maybe what they'd rather have is a bunch of fucking yes men. That's fine. That's their choice. But you're not going to trust the reviewer, yes man. Because he's a fucking yes man. Because he's just giving you the information that he thinks Games Workshop are going to want you to hear. I don't want that. I don't want to fucking listen to that all day, every day. I want an honest review. And I'm going to give you honest reviews of fucking everything. Dan Adam said you need to be nice about it. Or try to be nice about it. There's ways of being nice about it and ways of being a dick about it. It's true. I'm probably going to be the middle of the road between dick and, and, and um, nice. Because that's just kind of the person I am. I don't... I try not to sugarcoat things. I try not to be that much of a dick, but I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you what I think, uh, and that's that's it at the end of the day, that's what I want, that's what you should be looking for, uh, and that's my, that's my thoughts. Now, understandably, this isn't the only stuff that's going to be coming out um, for Slanish and Chaos. Chaos has been pushed in the last couple of months quite hard with all the new stuff that they've been getting, which is cool because it has been years since they've had a lot of traction. Obviously, the new Abaddon. Though I'm still waiting on a new fucking Ragnar Blackman. I want a new Ragnar fucking Blackman. Logan Grimner got fucking three bloody figures before Ragnar Blackman got a new one. So, away and fuck off. Bring Ragnar back. But don't make him a fucking Primaris, please. That, that's that's my shout out to Games Workshop. Ragnar fucking Blackman. Shift it. You can bring fucking Abaddon back in a better fucking figure. You can bring bloody Ragnar Blackman with a better figure. Did fucking yell. Did Ulrich. Did Grimner fucking twice. Or three times, I can't actually remember. And there's been fucking other um, Space Wolf fucking characters done since. Bring me a fucking Ragnar Blackman figure. That has. That isn't a fucking Primaris. Don't want a Primaris Ragnar Blackman. I don't play Primaris Space Wolves. For the most part. I do have Primaris Space Wolves. Uh, when they're painted, they'll be Primaris Space Wolves. I did try a successor chapter, but then I was like, I'm bored of painting this. It was um, quartered green and yellow. You would think somebody who's a Celtic supporter and fucking part Irish wouldn't get bored of green and yellow, but you do. It's too shitty colours to paint. Um, sometimes. Also, the quartering was a pain in the arse. Um, so I think we'll be stripping them and going back to Space Wolf fucking grey. And not the new Space Wolf grey. The Games Workshop Space Wolf grey. The Mass Space Wolf grey. The Space Wolf grey I started out with.
Anyway, folks, um, so this is as good a place as any for a little ad for the Carney Show. Um, so it's the Falkirk District Wargamers Club's um, annual wargame show. It's on the 11th of May at Graham High School in Falkirk. Um, if you, so if you're in the Central Belt, I highly, highly recommend you come along. Even if you're just in the Central Belt for that weekend or that week or however long you're there for, come along and um, see the show. We've got traders from up and down the UK. We've got clubs from up and down Scotland. There's a few from down south as well. Um, it's public participation games. There's display games. Um, every now and again, you've got uh, a company that will do the participation games of the grown stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, lots of stuff you can buy. Not just Games Workshop stuff. You know, you've got loads of historical stuff terrain manufacturers Warlord will be there so Warlord are there every year um, yeah, Dave Thomas will be there so if you don't know Dave Thomas Dave Thomas does a lot of Perry stuff um, he's one of their distributors um, and, and various other companies uh, yeah so I will also be there I will be marrying the Glasgow District Wargamer Society's um, display game uh, I'm not really sure I, I know it's like Italians versus Yugoslavians during World War 2 but I'm not sure where, I know it's in the Balkan somewhere because Balkan Dave does Balkan stuff um, so come along and say hello if you're there um, I'll be the big goofy guy with the glasses um, and not the long hair because Andy, Andy McGeary might be there Andy McGeary's the big goofy looking guy with glasses and long hair I'm a big, goofy-looking guy with glasses and very little hair on the top of my head, but that's my choice. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone. There's also a flea market that we do uh, with a club um, every year at the show. It's different from a bring and buy, um, and that uh, that everyone who is selling it is the people who own it, all the figures and stuff. It used to be really good because it was um, it was just people selling stuff. Now it's more like traders um, taking small stalls and stalls rather than one of the bigger stalls. But you know, you still occasionally get a good deal. Um, so yeah, come along, say hello, go to the show, have some fun, meet some people, maybe. Um, yeah, so that's it. See you later. Um, I'm starting to rant now or, or ramble rather than rant I've already had my for several rants I think um, yeah so this week um, obviously with Adepticon all the tournaments and everything the exclusive <laughs> Primaris Lieutenant for events was first shown or people got them for the first uh, and somebody was looking for them I can't remember who it was I think it was one of the uh, traders that I follow on Twitter um, nice guy really tries to get you the best deal but apparently he was looking for a whole bunch of them for people and he found one on eBay I swear to fucking god it was like 90 quid almost with postage and packaging from America to here. 
main orb infiltrator, might have been somebody else. 90 fucking quid. Cheeky bastard. Won't need. I mean, break it off. Hey. Understandable. It's an exclusive figure. You can only get them at events. I don't know whether it's the, it's all events or it's like indie events or what, American events or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, at the same time, 90 fucking quid, you cheeky bastard. I mean, I know there's scalpers and shit. I mean, the Solar War limited edition, there's like two and a half thousand copies. It was sold out within minutes and then scalper copies were coming up on eBay for two or three times the face value. Maybe more than that to be honest with you. And it's like Are we in fuck off? I hate scalpers. It's like they're not in it for the hobby. They're in it because they know these are exclusive items, they're limited edition, they've got the money to buy multiple versions and they sell them for exorbitant prices and it's annoying and even some of them are in the hobby which makes it even worse because what they basically do is they buy these extra copies in order to fund their hobby and right enough that's the way of doing it but it's still a dick thing that you fucking do Uh, sorry, I had to go to the uh, bathroom now. Um, yeah, so, dick thing to do. Um, buying all this stuff and not buying it for yourself or somebody. Um, you know, I, I don't mind if you're buying it for somebody that you know, you know, because they haven't been able to do it. Um, or, you know, you know, that kind of thing, you know, buying it, buying for a group. If you're buying for two or three people, you know, or, you know, four or five people, and you're all buying it at the regular price, you're not going to sell it to them at an inflated fucking price, then that's fine. What I have an issue with is selling it for four or five. Ten times the face value <laughs> that some of these things get sold for, and people will buy it because people have got the money. People want it. Um, but what's going to happen when these Solar Wars limited edition or Solar Wars? Is it the Solar Wars? I can't remember. These limited edition books is they're going to sell sit on somebody's shelf for a very long time um, because people aren't going to buy it. There are some people that are going to buy it, but they're not going to buy them all. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and they're just going to sit. And nobody's going to get to enjoy them. And that's very annoying. Um, I think probably that is it for the massive rant there. Um, I was going to say something. But... Um, yeah, oh, yes, so obviously, um, you've probably heard the interviews that I've done um, so far. Um, honestly, guys, if you want to come on to the podcast, um, you are more than welcome to. I'm, I'm happy to have everyone and anyone uh, on the podcast. Um, 
as long as you're hobby related, you know, as long as you're in the hobby, um, in some way, shape, or form, doesn't matter who you are. Now, obviously, you've heard Dan Adam and Paul Cook at this point um, talk to me on the podcast, but you know, obviously, I mean, they're two gamers. They're not like industry people for the for the most part. You know, Dan is becoming an industry person. Even though I don't think he kind of realises it himself, he is becoming very much an industry person. I mean, the website and everything, and the the shop and all the rest, that kind of stuff, and the fact that you know people come on his podcast and are happy to talk to him, and you know, the you know they sit down and they talk for an hour, and you know fine well that if you know they had the time, they'd be sitting talking for two hours, three hours, four hours but Dan also knows that you know, all these people have got a lot of time haven't got a lot of time but the fact that they've actually, you know, that's the thing that you got to remember these guys, a lot of them are one man businesses, are very small businesses, not every company's uh, Games Workshop or you know you know, they're not big companies there's very few big companies in um, the hobby most of them are centred around um, Nottingham right enough but you know there is not a lot of big companies in wargaming or RPGs or anything most most companies are small very limited operations and the fact that they spend time talking to Dan you know they spend an hour and a 15 minutes hour and 20 minutes a couple of hours maybe sitting talking to Dan you know He's somebody important in the industry, in gaming as a whole. It's just from that's what I picked up from listening to the podcast over the last year or so. It's it's, it's an interesting thing, and I honestly don't think Dan has a clue that he is as important. Um, but maybe not important, but you know as recognised as he is you know you talk to a lot of people and you say oh I put all the minis podcast I listen to that and they're like oh yeah I listen to that too yeah Dan's a good guy I like the interviews I like the way he interviews people it's, it's a sit down and talk it's not you know throwing loads of questions at people he throws questions at people that help bring out conversation um, and you know, I could sit and talk to Dan for fucking hours as well, man. I mean, we sat and talked for two hours. We probably could have talked to four. Talked, talked to four. Talked for four. Easily. That day. Um, but yeah. If you want to come on, post me a, an email. Um, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Um, I'm going to send a couple of emails out to people. And talk to them. I actually want to um, send an email to Modiphius, um or send them a message um, and uh, ask them about what would go about doing using the 2D20 system. Um, yeah. Because I want I, I want to know before I start looking at using it as a system. Um, for my, my rules 
because I don't want to use it and um, you know or, or start writing a set of rules and they're like well no you can't use it I don't think they would but I think to be honest I think to be honest with Modifius it is finding the right fit for their system rather than I mean obviously you know Infinity my um, World of Darkness um, Star Trek you know um, Fallout most of their the rule sets Conan <laughs> what Call of Cthulhu you know they do Savage Worlds I didn't realise they did Savage Worlds but no yeah most of their you know RPGs they use the 2D20 system are um, what you call them licenses oh, obviously Cities of Mist I think is one of their own but you know still there's a lot of stuff that they do that is is licensed um, so it's not their own stuff so I think with them it is very much uh, what fits them rather than licensing or, or getting a set of rules I'm just looking at them right now. I'm interested, very interested. Um, but I might talk to them about maybe coming on the podcast because I don't know if they've come on our podcast before. It might be interesting to talk to somebody. There was a guy that came to the Wargaming Club, um, the Fucker Club, um, who was an employee of Modifius. Um, but I've don't, not seen him. Um, for a little bit of time so I don't know whether or not he, he came back after the first couple of shots um, but yeah it would be interesting to talk to them obviously they they have you know it's a, again it's a small company they have limited amount of time to talk to people um, but yeah I uh, um that's uh, 45 minutes almost I've been talking and I don't actually have anything else to talk about right now because um, my brain's honestly man I spent fucking 12 hours editing the Infinity uh, <laughs> episode the 2 because it's got multiple audio sources um, and also I kept on getting interrupted by spam fucking phone calls um, but uh, it, it's messed with my head a wee bit I spent the last like I got home from playing D&D yesterday and I spent easily three and a half hours editing fucking audio it's maybe less than that but it was at least three hours editing the audio to get it finished for today I didn't get to bed till 2 o'clock this morning. Um, and I'm knackered. It's fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm absolutely spangled already. Um, even though my new bed's awesome. And I love it. And I get a great sleep on it. I'm absolutely spangled still. Um, so. I'm going to say good day and happy hobby to you all. In a minute. But 
I'm going to say, as always, um, there is a raffle uh, <laughs> to help keep the channel going, um, help me buy stuff for the channel, um, keep it going, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure what it is right now because I'm recording this a couple of weeks ahead of schedule um, and normally I just wing it with this I th but and obviously if you're listening to this podcast later um, you know that it's going to be done already um, it's probably going to be terrain if you listen to it in the near future um, terrain pieces of some sort um, which would normally cost you about 15 or 20 quid pardon me to buy them off me um, so £3 is not a bad deal trust me the material and the time it takes is fucking a lot now, the material itself parts of not that expensive but when you put it all together it is quite expensive um, and also building time and everything um, but I'm, I'm getting into stupid things right so coffee account buy, buy me a coffee buy your raffle ticket you can win whatever the raffle is it's always up on the coffee account site and the link is on the front page of my podcast website which is obviously yogidavehobby.podium.co um, I'll put a link why, why am I putting a link never mind ignore, ignore if you want to win some really nice terrain you can um, obviously um, sorry I just get messages off you on there <laughs> she took a picture of me when I was asleep Um uh, for God's sake! It's like my laugh. Although I've been editing podcast, obviously the Infinity podcast, I'm listening to my laugh, and I'm like, my laugh's fucking terrible. Um. Anyway, do like this. If you want to win some, cool, I'm repeating myself over and over again right now. Um, if you want to buy some cool, um, get some cool terrain. Um, three pound will get you a raffle ticket. Um, if you want a Boardsworth train, you can commission me to build them for you. Um, just send me an email at yogi no david jmu at yahoo.co.uk. It's a separate email, that's the business email. Um, obviously, I'll give you a price for what you want, um, and you can either go yay or nay. And um, I know this is kind of one of those things, but um, I've decided 5% this um, deposit down because I've got burned a few times and I'm not getting fucking burned again um, at least if I do it I pay for the material I have a 20% um, deposit um, what was I going to say yes oh um, if you're enjoying the podcast obviously like it share it subscribe it subscribe to it whatever whatever you do comment on it review it whatever um, because that means more people will get to see it um, because that's how these programs work 
you review them, you comment on them, whatever, and people get them going. Um, YouTube channel, same again. Like it, share it, subscribe it if you're enjoying it. Um, hopefully by this point we'll have the Twitch channel up and running um, for us doing D and D. Um, <laughs> as I've been talking about earlier on. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Hope you guys have a good day and happy hobby!